Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns, doctor of Eastern medicine and holistic fertility expert. In these weekly sessions, I'll be bringing you the best of advice on nutrition, lifestyle, and natural medicine to optimize your fertility. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back, everyone. One of my most favorite topics today, the microbiome, which is essentially your internal ecosystem, and it affects everything. But I'm going to get into defining it a bit more, and we're going to hone in on a specific imbalance in the microbiome that affects fertility, amongst other things. Uh, I write about this a lot in my book, uh, The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook. Highly recommend you get it if you want to understand from a holistic perspective all of the different things in your life and in your body that can be affecting your fertility, you know, so that you understand how to treat it from the root and really get somewhere with it quickly, efficiently, and without spending very much money at all. So, but anyway, for the topic of today, let's let's dive in to talking about Candida albicans, which is a specific infection of your um basically of your microbiome and imbalance in the gut bacteria and how it can affect things and what to do about it. So the human microbiome plays a significant role in determining the health status of every human body. And in fact, bacterial communities coexist in mutualistic symbiotic relationships within the host. We are the host, by the way. We have a variety of different bacteria, viruses, all sorts of things, parasites even, living inside us all the time. There are beneficial bacteria, there are less beneficial bacteria. When your beneficial bacteria are imbalanced, we are okay, we're healthy. Now, when you have suppressed immunity, when you start to have major imbalances in the microbiome, you start to have problems. And those problems can range like dramatically and be, you know, kind of annoying, like having trouble losing weight or having some brain fog to actually like life-threatening like you start to have issues with say blood pressure you know and when it comes to reproductive function implantation miscarriage egg quality sperm quality and the like but anyway let's let's dive in more and we'll, and we'll get into it the term microbiome was originally defined as a characteristic microbial community occupying a reasonably well-defined habitat which has distinct physiochemical properties And today, this definition is enriched by the dynamic consideration of microbial activities that result in ecological niches. That's why I call it like your internal ecology, because it literally is a makeup of microorganisms, sort of like what you'd find in nature. Um, Like at a pond, for example, or just like what's living in the grass. Like we have an ecology living within us. I know it sounds kind of creepy in a way, but it's also really cool and very empowering once you kind of have an understanding of how it works. So variation of the composition of the microbiome can lead to a state of dysbiosis. Dysbiosis is a imbalance of the good and bad bacteria. And this can occur particularly in the case of stress conditions where, and and stress could be like, you know, emotional stress. It could be stress from, you know, like a medication or uh, an attack by something autoimmune or immune by, uh, you know, an IVF cycle. So there's a lot of things that can change the microbial diversity and, and, and promote like an expansion of specific bacteria or pathogens that are not favorable for your overall health and fertility. In recent years, the microbiota, so the, you know, these tiny little bacteria that are living in you, 
the, they live in various anatomical sites such as the gastrointestinal and urogenital tracts. It's been investigated you know, more so recently. And it was found that the GI tract accounts for around 29% of the whole human microbiome, while the urogenital tract contributes up to like 9%. So the gastrointestinal tract is really very important, which is why I go through food a lot. But that leaks into the urogenital. Like, when I see an infection of like an overgrowth of candida, like this yeasty stuff that happens in the digestive system, I see it occur in the urogenital, like basically your reproductive system of a male or female. So it's a lot of the time starting from the gut. It could be a specific imbalance. Like you could have it introduced like sexually kind of thing. You could have a variety of infections introduced sexually, but it also can just come from a systemic situation in your body. An example is the human vaginal microbiome that is an important site uh, for the, like, where, like, good bacteria like lactobacillus dominate and um, defend women against infectious disease, hence playing a potential pivotal role in reproductive outcomes such as fertility and gestational length. Gestational length meaning like how long you stay pregnant, right? Because infections can lead you to have an early miscarriage. It can lead you to have a pregnancy loss in the middle of the pregnancy. It can lead to preterm labor. So managing infections is very important. And if you're going through fertility treatment, maybe they have tested for a few, but maybe they haven't tested for all. I'm always wondering what's going on when somebody's having like a persistent failed implantation or miscarriage. And also if the embryo quality is like or egg and embryo quality or sperm quality is bad. I'm like, I'm like, are there little microbes affecting this? Um, like taking away the ability of the cells to be healthy. Nonetheless, the vaginal microbiome of the mother has an essential well-known role in the initial colonization of the newborn, which impacts the immune system and neurodevelopment of the child. So it's not just important for fertility. It's not just important for your overall health. It's also important for your unborn child. So since the microbiome plays a crucial role in determining the health status of, of the whole human, but we're more focused on the general genital tract and the urinary tract, and also how that pertains to the success of assisted reproductive technology like IVFs, I'm aiming to identify issues that you might want to hone in on to see if um, it could be something that's standing in, in your way. And as always, I give the natural strategies. Like I don't need diagnostics. I like them. You know, if you have stuff from your doctor that you can send me, that's great. But I can generally tell you what you have just by having, taking a look at you and having a conversation with you. Um, I can be like, you know, ask your doctor for this, this, this. Usually the, the tests come back as positive or what have you. It's something to explore. So I generally don't need the lab test to be able to tell you what's going on, but, but you know, it's always nice to see confirmation or have direction so that you can have conversations with your doctor. And that's what this podcast is about. It's like, maybe I speak about something, it's like free information, right? Maybe I speak about something and, and it tr like triggers a response in you and you're like, I really should explore that further. It's the same reason why I wrote my book, The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook, is just for you to get empowered, to take action on your end rather than doing what I see everybody do, which is like, you know, like basically starting up with a fertility doctor and then handing the fertility doctor all the power to get you pregnant, you ended up at the fertility doctor for a reason, right? Either you are impatient um, and you just don't want to wait for things to happen in a natural cycle or 
um, something's up that needs attention that IVF actually may not be able to address by the way. The success rates are really not that good. So you're better off, even if you're going to go with a fertility doctor, to address the basics in your life at the same time so that you have a better chance of success because IVF and ART is not fun. Those drugs are not fun. The procedures are not fun. It's not a fun time. Um, it makes you feel like you're taking control, but it actually doesn't necessarily get you to your destination faster particularly if you're not doing the stuff that I'm suggesting you do with diet, lifestyle, etc. So let's hone in on this most common um, microbiome um, balance that I see, and that's candida. Candida albicans is an opportunistic pathogenic yeast, and that is a common member of the human gut flora. can also survive outside the human body. It is detected in the gastrointestinal tract and mouth in 40 to 60% of healthy adults. So it's, it's you know, it's around. So candida, when it's in in a balanced, like in living, living kind of like mildly in your system is not a big deal. Like it's there, it's fine, it's coexisting with the good bacteria, what have you. And the, uh, But when it gets out of control, which it does seem to do that a lot in our society, uh, that's when we're running into problems. So the candida species of like fungal organisms, like in men, causes uh, semen candidiasis, and that's the most important sexually transmitted fungal, fungal infection. This microorganism affects male and female fertility and could alter the fertilization of an egg as well as implantation of an embryo, amongst other factors. So they literally like showed this in a, in a study, like how if the sperm was exposed to candida, it will not have the very good potential to fertilize the egg. Like it affects sperm parameters. Um, so it's not just important if you have it as a woman, it's important to know if man has it. And a lot of the dietary recommendations I give and a lot of the herbs that I prescribe mop up candida in the body. Cause I'm like, I, I just like, you know, I see in this research, it's 40 to 60% of adults. It's more prominent in women that have done IVF cycles and had higher estrogen. It's more prominent in people that have done one dose of antibiotics or many doses of antibiotics, even more prominent. And even more relevant, it's a very commonly out of balance in people who are eating too much refined food, carbohydrates, gluten, sugar, alcohol. So it's a very prominent in our society for good reason. It's because we're taking too many medications, our hormones are out of whack, especially if we're going through IVF, and we're eating eating too much garbage. So some in vitro studies report decreased motility and sperm viability, increased sperm um, DNA fragmentation, so like really affecting like the sperm at a deep cellular level, and alteration of the mitochondrial membrane affecting the potential of male fertility in a bunch of different ways. So again, this is the male fertility side. It was a really interesting study but it's also affecting female fertility. So again, how long you can stay pregnant, the whether that's you know an early loss or even a later loss, it will affect implantation. It, I see uh, doctors prescribing a lot of antibiotics and antifungals to try to wipe it out if there are cases of failed implantation. I end up seeing these patients because those approaches don't work that well and I make them change their diet and take the right probiotic and, you know, make sure that they have the program that is going to change the internal ecology. The problem with doing antifungals and antibiotics is that it wipes out most everything and then it grows back with a vengeance. Um, and anybody who's had a yeast infection or bacterial vaginosis or some kind of infection down there 
you'll know this because you'll wipe it out and it'll come right back a few weeks later. And that can happen with any kind of infection, really. So the approach would be like if you take um, one of these more aggressive medical approaches, then having the right probiotic, making sure to be on the right diet, like making sure to do the follow up that would make it so that the pathogen would not grow back. That is very hard when you're taking estrogen, for example, like estrogen patches, um, because estrogen creates an environment where it overgrows. Um, so do, do the progesterone suppositories. So do the injectable medications. So candida um, and like imbalances in the microbiome tend to be very prevalent in um, women undergoing assisted reproductive uh, processes simply because the hormones will do it. So we already talked about where it came from, but just, you know, as a reminder, refined food, sugar, alcohol, dairy, fruit, suppressed immunity, and obviously people who have taken a bunch of antibiotics, maybe you were on Accutane when you were younger, who knows, maybe you just were on antibiotics for some other reason. Oh, this is one that I haven't mentioned. Um, oral contraceptives, birth control. Birth control leads to a lot of overgrowth of, of yeast. It's like, it, it's one of the reasons why people tend to gain weight. Or maybe sometimes like don't react very well to birth control pills and they use that in fertility treatment and maybe you were on it before you even started trying to get pregnant. Estrogen I mentioned. And it's also really common to have this type of overgrowth if you are somebody who is pre-diabetic or has insulin resistance. So this is very, very common in the population of women who have polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS. You are very highly likely to have an issue with yeast overgrowth and a clean diet, very low in carbohydrate is more important for you than it is for some other people. Anybody with a bit of pancreatic or digestive insufficiency. So if you have a weak digestion, if your you know, blood sugar and insulin kind of are all a little bit all over the place, you're going to have more of a predisposition. If you overeat or eat too fast and don't chew your food, if you eat late. So a lot of the issue with this microorganism relates to what you're doing, which is, again, why I speak on these topics, because there are some things that I can't really help you with. I can't prescribe you medications, for example, but I certainly can guide you in herbs, um, in natural medicine, and in lifestyle. So I hope this was you know, somewhat interesting for you. Suffice to say, the microbiome is super, super important, and you want to care for it in um, the ways that you have control over, particularly when it's being influenced by some interventions that you might have undergone or be undergoing. Um, because as much benefit as there is with fertility treatments, there are also side effects that can really set your system off balance and make things take longer. And, you know, the goal is to get you healthy and on a quick path to your baby. So there it is. Feel free to reach out to the Naturna Institute at info at naturnalife.com, N-A-T-U-R-N-A-L-I-F-E.com. If you need a prescription for probiotics, we can send you an e-script for that. Um, we just need your email address and name, basically. So we, we can always help with that. If you want to know about brands and recommendations for specific conditions like this one, then grab my book, The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places. And, you know, always feel free to suggest topics. You can DM me at Dr. Christina Burns 
and say, you know, I'd really like to hear more about this topic. I can tell you that answering specific clinical questions is a little bit hard. Uh, I get a lot of um, messages that are saying, oh, this is my fertility situation. What do you think I should do? It's not enough information. Like to give you an idea, when I do an intake with somebody, I'm sitting with you for a minimum of 30 minutes, but a lot of people 60 to 75 minutes to go over everything so that I can have the full picture to be able to give you a prescription that really is going to make a difference for you. Uh, So I'm happy to... Um, present on topics that you'd like to know more about. But when it comes to answering specific questions, that generally has to be done in a one-on-one situation, you know, or we, or we form a group, we form a group and I'm answering questions constantly for you because I just want you to get in the know and feel empowered and like banish some of this stress and, and feel, you know, feel like in trust of the fact that this is going to happen for you and everything's going to be okay. All right. Until next time. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community, and I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.